0: It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: Is the biggest surprise for Auburn football's fall camp so far
0: really a a true freshman? Well, Zach, I I actually just finished crushing some chicken parm and I'm, I'm freaking ready to rock and roll. You are Locked On Auburn, your daily podcast on the Auburn Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: Yes, welcome on into Locked On Auburn, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. I'm your host Zach Blackaby. Thank you so much for making Locked On Auburn your first listen every single day. Broadcasting from an abandoned basement. Joining me as he does every single Monday, baseball zone, Lindsay Crosby, writer at auburndaily.com, also host of Locked On Major League Baseball Prospects, MLB Prospects. Lindsay, there have been several, several great, fun, exciting surprises amongst the Auburn football team. A lot of newcomers, some veteran guys that are peaking late in their Auburn career. There's a ton, a ton of exciting things happening as Auburn is just a few days in now to its fall camp. I got to lead off, Lindsey, with a guy that I talked about so little. Now, I apologize to all of you. So little over the course of the summer. J.D. Rem, the true freshman defensive back. Lindsey, you follow this. I, I was able to go to a few practices over the weekend.
2: This guy's legit. This guy has a chance to play a ton as a true freshman this year. Yeah, I mean, it's something we did, we thought about. There's so many veterans in this defensive backfield. That it was hard to figure out where you were going to find time. And yet, here you go, true freshman in the veteran practice, running with the, you know, in the two deep this early in practice. Um, You have to feel good about, like, is this, was this a steal when it comes to recruiting? Is this one of those things we talked about where it's a guy and it's like, hey, this maybe the stars aren't the end-all be-all because they can identify talent that fits their thing they're doing and they can develop these guys.
1: Yeah. J.D. Rim was, I think, a three-star. He was not a consensus four-star, but he was a four-star on 247. But still, just just something to stand out to me. I mean, I was following following the defensive backs in the first practice. And I was standing behind him and, and a handful of other guys. And it's just like, the guy does not look like a true freshman. He does not look like he's only been you know, in a college weight room for just a few months. He looks developed. He looks like a legitimate SEC defender. And then the more impressive thing is you see teammates going up there uh, that are made available, you know, for press conferences to the media. And they're like, who stands out? And they're also in J.D. Rim. Like, they're not even hesitating. They're, They're very impressed with and physically but then they talk about how he just obsesses over the playbook and he watches tape and he's just a sponge soaking in all of this information and he may be the number two nickel behind Donovan Kaufman
2: a guy as, as a true freshman I don't think that we I mean if, if you had given me a list of everybody and said pick your breakout freshman I don't know if he was going to be on that list not we a only chance really had two contributions significant contributions from freshmen last year and Landon King and um, Jarquez oh, Hunter. Hunter. And so kind of the thought here was, okay, you'll probably find, you'll find somebody to rotate in, maybe one of the receivers. We'll talk about that a little bit later. Um, I wouldn't have had JD Rim, but I'm happy for him. I hope it continues and I hope that he's the guy behind Donovan Kaufman. And if that's the case, It can be argued we got a steal on the recruiting trail.
1: Yeah, and we've talked about it a million times. How are they going to handle the nickel rotation because they've got three really good corners. Mm -hmm. But, you know, if it's Donovan Kaufman there, and then, you know, if they want to put Donovan Kaufman at safety, what do they do? Do they put that third corner there? Do they put J.D. Rim there? Is it going to vary from week to week? It's going to be a lot of fun to watch and see what Jeff Schmetting does with his defense. But very, very impressive stuff with J.D. Rim. But let's, you know, while we're talking about him, let's stay on defensive backs that have impressed us. Uh, when we were kind of prepping for this show, uh, Caden Bridges is a guy that stood out to you, Lindsey.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's something where same kind of situation. He's running with the veterans. He's in that two deep right now. And so you look at a lot of the defensive back stuff and it's, you know, second unit is like DJ James, Caden Bridges, J.D. Rim. Like that's the the most common second unit. Uh, And this is a guy that, you know, Reserve safety last year, played in three games on special teams. That's all he did. Yeah. Um, but 6'2, 202, he's got the size that you like from a safety and something where, I mean, he's, he's, they're talking about him. They're talking about he's, he's been in position. He knows what right. he's doing. Uh, and he definitely can contribute at a high level this year. Something you love to see. Yeah.
1: You do love to see it. And obviously, you know, he was a big part of the spring practice storylines with just how much weight he's gained. I mean, physically, he looks great as well. And then the, the last DB that we'll talk about, you know, in the first part of the show here, Marquise Gilbert. I mean, he got reps with the ones and a couple of the skeleton drills that we saw on the second practice, the second open media window. And he was back there next to Zion Puckett. And I think Zion Puckett is doing Zion Puckett things. We all expect a lot from him. He looks great. But Marquise Gilbert is a guy that in spring – we didn't really see as much of him as we thought. I mean, there was a lot of energy kind of getting him, you know, for a national signing day and number one JUCO safety to pair with the number one JUCO corner, Keontae Scott, both those guys coming in. Instant impact is kind of what we all thought with him. And then he was just kind of consistently with the twos throughout spring. And Zach Gethridge kind of stuck up for him when asked about him and was like, Hey, everybody kind of learns at their own pace, at their own rate. And so I think we're seeing a little bit more of that. He looks good. He looks athletic. His first step is very instinctual. He understands where he needs to go quickly based on the very, very limited window that we got to see these guys. But a lot to like about Marquise Gilbert.
2: Yeah, and and something where you've got so many options now. I think this is the big thing, is we don't have to do that thing that we've kind of had to do in the past where you worried about if you lose one guy, what happens. Or if somebody gets nicked up, how does the rotation shake out? You've got so many different options now. Say your depth. favorite
1: saying. Say your, say your favorite saying about depth.
2: Depth will always work itself out. There it is. Do not worry that you have too many options and not enough spots because depth will always work itself out. Right.
1: Right. And you could definitely say that with the defensive backfield. But all in all, like J.D. Ram, I think, has been the biggest surprise for the Auburn Tigers throughout this fall camp so far. And look, props to Justin Ferguson. On this Ferg Friday this past week, he brought him up. And I was like, really? Really? And then he nailed it. He absolutely nailed it. And so the fact that he's in veteran practices um, so early on, that just that, that tells you what they think about him. So um, absolutely, absolutely huge break um, for them. Hey, I want to tell you guys about our friends at LinkedIn. LinkedIn, they are able to hook you up with the best potential applicants you could ask for. Small businesses all over the place. If you're listening to this and you're a small business owner, we understand how busy you are. If you were running a small business, you were one of the busiest people on the planet because you have like 85 million jobs. Well, when you get up to 85 million and times that by almost 10, uh, that's how many people your job posting at LinkedIn could potentially get in front of. Tons of folks use LinkedIn and they are able to filter out these applicants so you can get the best potential hire quickly. That's all that really matters here. So go to LinkedIn Jobs. They can help you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Did you know every, every week, nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. That's linkedin.com slash college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Lindsey Crosby, more names Auburn fans need to be getting excited about. Let's move now to the offensive line. Tons of question marks about this unit going into it. I think we're starting to get some answers here. First things first, we've heard nothing but the name Cam Stutz over the course of the summer, and it seems like there's actually some traction to that. Consistently with the starting unit, he's has a really good chance right now to be one of Auburn's starting guards, which is fascinating because I think Auburn has three, maybe four, startable guards when you look at just SEC caliber guys. So actually, some depth there. But Cam Stutz is a dude that like I mean, he's winning over his teammates once again when when they're going to the podium and talking to media and asked about guys. They're bringing up Cam Stutz, and to me, that means a whole lot.
2: Yeah. I mean, there's, there's a lot of mixing and matching going on. It's a, a thing to be mindful of is, you right. know, with limited windows that we're seeing here, we've seen Brandon council take reps at center. Yeah. I mean, lots of guys moving around, but yeah, guard seems to be the place where there's a lot of different options. Like I said, I mean, obviously you've got, you've got stats, yep. you've got John, you've got Brandon council, lots of different guys, Kendra Jones and he's the one that I don't think anybody had this. He's the one that everybody's been talking about. You've heard all, all the chatter about and, He's, he's always had the physical tools, right? 6'5", 339, sure. you know, He's a, he's a big guy played in just about every game last year, mostly on special teams. From what I understand, he was part of the field goal team, you know, did a lot of that stuff, but just never has been had a chance to start. And we're seeing legitimately guys are able to compete and the best players are getting out there. And that's something we've, we've talked about for a long time. We've wanted to see that. Uh, and cam Stutz right now is the primary beneficiary of that. And if this, if, what we've seen holds through fall camp. Come week one, he's going to be out there at one of those guard spots. Don't know which one, but one of those guard spots. And who the other person is will be fascinating. It, it will
1: be. It will be. Keandre Jones, Brandon Council, both those guys I think are, are worthy of playing time for sure. The other big offensive line that I think uh, is a winner so far in fall camp, which is still ridiculous to say because it's so early, but it is what it is. Austin Troxel. Look in the first practice. We saw the first unit and the second unit. It was a little inaccurate because at that time, you know, they're still splitting, you know, the veteran practices and the newcomer practices. So they probably didn't have enough guys to fully rotate an offensive line. But I do think, Lindsay, I do think it was telling that both tackles were the same for both groups. And so that means Killian Zaire was a left tackle for both groups, which we kind of all predicted that he legitimately won that job in spring. And the right tackle was. Austin Troxel, and I thought we would see more mixing and matching at that other tackle spot. And granted, we only see 20 minutes of whenever Brian Harson wants us to see 20 minutes, so we're probably not entirely correct on this. But still, Austin Troxel was made available to the media over the weekend, as was Killian Zaire, and to me, that I think that's pretty telling. I think they think Troxel is going to be the starter right tackle right now.
2: Yeah, you don't give somebody to the media uh, unless you feel like they're going to play a pretty big part of your sure. your squad. I mean, we're not rolling, you know, a, a third corner. I'm uh, sorry, a third quarterback out to talk to the media. So, yep. you know, Troxel and Zaire coming out there, you feel good about that. Uh, I got to say, also Troxel with the mustache. If you haven't seen it, it's a good mustache. But no, it's something where you have to think a little bit of stability. You know, if you know up front right now, those are your bookends. Yep. It gives you the ability to kind of mix and match who is that guard based on who plays well next to those guys. Mm-hmm. And so, not to take it back to Cam Stutz, but one of the quotes, and I think this is something that a uh, that Troxel actually said, was, you know, he's gotten into the playbook. Uh, he's he's been really good at at doing the work, getting in there, getting off the ball, as soon as the ball is snapped. Sure. Uh, and so, if he's playing well and meshing well with Troxel that has to make you feel good about his chances of being one of the three starters come week one. Other offensive
1: linemen I just want to spend a few seconds talking about. First is Alec Jackson. He's played some guard and some tackle so far in fall camp. I think he's probably better as an interior offensive lineman, but they may need some depth at tackle and move him there. We'll have to see. But I was watching him specifically when they were doing some uh, some skeleton drill stuff, and I actually was watching Jeffrey Emba, just because I hadn't spent a whole lot of time watching him specifically, so I was zeroed in on Emba, and it was uh, it was an outside run play to Tank Bigsby, and Alec Jackson pinned Emba pretty quickly, and so I thought that was something that was interesting. I thought that would be a good takeaway, so maybe he can be a guy that can provide depth, on this offensive line because Auburn has needed that in the past and not always gotten it. So maybe perhaps Auburn has that. Mm -hmm. So we'll see on that. And then Tate Johnson. Tate Johnson's moving around and and kind of being a bigger piece of the picture than I thought he would be so far.
2: Yeah, and that's something, I mean, second team center, you're going to need a center. I mean... Nick Brahms is gone after this year. There's, I don't think there's any way he comes back unless he's a graduate assistant coach. And so <laughs> right. you're going to need somebody with center experience. And like I said, they had Brandon Council taking a couple snaps at center as well. They're obviously trying to make sure that every single egg is not in the Nick Brahms basket in case, you know, he's he's had a history of some some leg injuries and things like that. And yeah, he, so, he missed
1: the bowl game because he had to get a procedure.
2: Exactly. Yeah. So having Tate Johnson with some starting experience and having him getting some reps with, Both quarterbacks, I think, is the big thing so that he's comfortable whoever he's snapping to should we need him. Right. And so I I
1: think offensive line as a whole is good. And look, we're talking about primarily interior guys, with the exception of Troxel that we've talked about so far. And these guys are having to block another incredibly impressive player so far in fall camp, Jason Jones. You know, I think we all expected, you know, the transfer from Oregon, a defensive tackle, to come in and make an impact and compete for the starting job. But it almost seems like, Lindsey, he's locked it down as Auburn's starting nose tackle. Mm -hmm. And, man, he has just impressed folks over and over and over again. Folks are comparing him to Derrick Brown. I don't know about that. But, I mean, just his size and the way that he moves, um, there is a ton, a ton to like about Jason Jones.
2: Folks who listen to my baseball show know I'm not a big fan of comps because yeah. it gives you unrealistic expectations for what a guy is. But Derek Hall played with Derek Brown. He's the one that dropped the Derek Brown comparison. And as far as the context of Derek Brown could take on two or even three blockers at once, and it freed everybody else up. And he said Jason has the ability to do that as well. I mean, 6'6", 328, yeah. he may be the largest defensive lineman we have ever played but he moves a lot better than the last incredibly large defensive lineman in Tony fair. Right. And so somebody who can take on multiple blockers, but is still athletic enough to shoot a gap, you know, get it back in the backfield. Jason Jones has the potential to be a, a huge piece of this defense. And I imagine the linebackers are going to be funneling probably a percentage of whatever NIL deals they earn his way. If he is as good as Derek Hall has predicted.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, that—that that is some high praise. I don't necessarily love that he did that. Um, it doesn't matter, but still, I, I just, mm, also, like, not really the same. Like, you know, Derek Brown did a lot of three-tech stuff. I don't know how much of that Jason Jones is going to do, but we'll have to see. We'll have to see. Regardless, very lofty compliment thrown towards Jason Jones' direction. All right, you guys are asking about this next player that we're going to discuss a ton Yes, he's a true freshman. Yes, he's massive. Can Camden Brown make an impact based on what we've seen so far in fall camp? We'll tell you in just a moment right here on Locked on Auburn. Today's show is brought to you by betonline.net. It's the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your betting needs. You can find all of your favorite sports and events at the number one online source for odds, lines, and games. And I'll tell you what, folks. Yes, football's back in the form of the NFL preseason. And you can throw down whatever you want on some NFL preseason action. Yes, we know that you've missed betting on football. Go do it. Go do it at Bet Online. Bet Online is where the game starts.
0: It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA. And now through June 30, get zero percent APR for 84 months. Or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangeDays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangeDays.com.
1: Lindsey Crosby, our guest today. Let's talk about him. In fact, I'm going to let you open up this segment with Camden Brown, the true freshman wide receiver. Auburn fans are really, really excited about this guy.
2: I mean, if you go back and you watch his tape from St. Thomas Aquinas, which, you know, powerhouse school in Florida, one of the best programs there six three two zero two, 6'3", 202. So he's got the size. You can see the speed when you watch the film, 20 yards per catch. He had touchdowns on like a third of all of his catches. <laughs> and it's nuts. And when you listen to some of the comments, I mean, Nehemiah Pritchett is out there talking about he's big and he's strong He's, he's been working incredibly hard to crack the rotation. Um, Shedrick Jackson talking about how strong he is. He's like, he's benching 225 for reps right. as, a tree, as a true freshman. And he's not only playing with the veterans versus the rookies in the 2 deep, but they're after day one, they gave away some, some accolades. Like they gave away you know, offensive players of the, the practice and defense. He was one of the two top playmakers. Him and Coy Moore both got the playmaker award for Love day one of practice. And he's a true freshman who's lining up against Nehemiah Pritchett, who's lining up against, I mean, some of these defensive backs that we've been talking about Auburn's going to count on. And Camden Brown's out there uh, lining up against them and holding his own. And so I don't know if he's going to break the rotation and play, but if he does, I mean, it'll be earned. It won't be given. It'll be earned. Based on what he's done in fall camp so far. No,
1: I think that's well said. I'm not saying Camden Brown can't do it. I think he's got an uphill battle, though, for sure. Just because so many guys at the wide receiver position have emerged so far. I mean, Coy Moore, to me, looks like the best wide receiver on the field. Jedrick Jackson, I think, is ready to take that next step physically. Goodness gracious, he looks so much better. I mean, he looks great. He looks bigger. He looks... More athletic. I mean, there's just so much to like about um, Shed Jackson so far. And then you can
2: see the Bo Jackson in Shedrick Jackson this year his, physically. His
1: thighs, man, They like, he looks like a different person. <laughs>
2: so, yeah. I um, mean, the Bo Jackson jeans came out in the weight room for Shedrick Jackson. Yeah, good
1: for him, man. Good for him. So I think that's definitely part of it. Um, and then, like, Malcolm Johnson Jr. is still a guy that um, this coaching staff is really excited to talk about whenever prompted and whenever asked about him. And then Javarius Johnson is going to have a role too. So we'll see. They really like these tight ends as well. So is there room for Camden Brown to ascend over the course of the season? Yeah. How big is his slice of the pie? I, I don't know. But maybe he has a Landon King type impact. You know, maybe you see him in a smaller amount, a smaller sample size. But when you see him... He shows up big. That's kind of what I'm thinking of Camden Brown this season.
2: Yeah. It's it's it feels very likely that for a freshman, the way they're gonna ease him in is they're gonna say, like, we're not gonna have you playing all three positions. We're gonna, you're gonna, we're gonna put you, you know, at the X and you're just gonna play this. And we're gonna have packages that you're gonna be in similar to I mean, to like you said, similar to Lane and King and the Iron Bowl. Right. You know, where he comes out and he has a game where he's targeted quite a few times late in the season, has a big catch, something like that. Mm -hmm. That feels like If he's involved in the offense this year, that feels like the most likely scenario is a specific package from a specific position, uh, but has all of the tools and apparently the work ethic to make an impact. And so the question is kind of like you said, if he does, who is left out? Who does he take that those snaps from? Because there's a lot of upperclassmen, a lot of veterans in this room, including some newcomers that are are vying for playing time and, and vying for the ball.
1: Yeah, and then I just got to mention Coymore again because I have a problem and I just think he's going to be incredible. But he just, he looks apart. He looks like a number one wide receiver. So, absolutely love that. Uh, another guy I just wanted to sprinkle, sprinkle some, um, some thoughts on, Marcus Bragg. Yes, I, I drove through where his old school was, Western Kentucky. I drove through there <laughs> earlier today as we record this, but I felt closer to Marcus Bragg. No, all joking aside, I wasn't super impressed with him on tape when he committed, but just physically, Lindsey. I mentioned this in the live show that I put up over the weekend. Just physically. He um, he fits in in that edge room, which is saying something. Like, the fact that he was standing in between Derek Hall and Eculiotta, and he looked like he belonged physically. What else? I mean, that's a pretty big compliment.
2: Yeah, I mean... When you can stand between two absolute units, correct six three, two fifty-six and Derek Hall, six four, two fifty-seven and Eculiota. Yeah. And you look like you belong, you look like you're one of the three, then physically you have the tools. And I know, uh, just from hearing reading yourself at Auburn Daily and seeing the live show over the weekend, the coaching staff's been really hands-on with these edge guys, and especially with him as far as working on technique. And so the thought process is Rock Bellatoni right. can work with him and try to take some of the physical tools and make sure that he has the proper techniques to make an impact. But after hearing he passed the eye test, now I'm I'm cautiously optimistic that we're going to upgrade from break in, class, break in case of emergency to yeah. contributing member of the rotation and being four deep at edge versus being three deep at edge.
1: Yeah, and, and I don't know... I don't think he slides up much. You know, I I still think he's probably the fourth edge. Yeah. And I don't know how much I want the fourth edge really in the rotation. But the fact that it's there, I feel better about it than I did a week ago. And how much does that really matter? I don't know. I don't know. Four edges play, though. The fourth one doesn't play a ton. But the fourth one will play.
2: If we'd had to do something where we swapped out the first entire first team offensive line, uh, defensive line for the second team defensive line, he's going to be out there, and you're not as concerned, you know. So,
1: yeah, I also wonder. There's this thing, and, and I talked about this with Mike G a little bit last week, and and I I may I probably contributed to this some, but the whole like tandem of Derek Hall and Echelioa, they have. I don't think they're going to be on the field a ton at the same time. I think they will in pass rushing situations. But, like, the tandem is Derek Hall and Colby Wooden. And so, I think this defensive front is going to be good enough where there's going to be a lot of situations where you don't have to put two edge rushers on the field to generate a pass rush because right. then it allows you to defend more things. So, that's that's what we need to be hoping for. but. Lindsay, thank you so much for your time, as always, my friend. How can people find you, hear you, read you, all that good
2: stuff? I'm on Twitter uh, at Crosby Baseball. My show, Locked on Movie Prospects, is available wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. Uh, you can follow that show at Locked on Farm. Uh, the Auburn Baseball Writing and Football Writing, auburndaily.com, and the merch, aushirts.com. Some exciting stuff coming out this week.
1: Yes. Yeah, we, we got some cool things at AU Shirts sure coming up. Yeah, Lindsay put up a story about the. Uh, Ten players of the NFL may be interested in on this roster. Obviously know the top two, but you know, six through ten I thought was a little a little interesting. So be sure to check that out. You can check out my written work there as well, AuburnDaily.com. And we'll be back tomorrow for a little Charlie Tuesday action. All right here on Lockdown Auburn.